Good morning, everybody. This is Lisa living with Lisa, and it is Friday, July 13th, 2018. And I really need to give a big old shout out, happy birthday to my hubby today. And he's celebrating the day in bed, I guess. <laughs> oh, what a funny guy. Anyway, it is a beautiful Friday. It's also my cousin's birthday, so happy birthday to Russ and anybody else that might be having a birthday today. It is early. I've already got my walk in, and sorry about not uh, podcasting yesterday. I got my morning walk in, ran a couple errands, and developed a ferocious migraine, as if there's anything other. Nobody ever says, oh, I got a beautiful migraine today. And we ended up calling our day short, came home, took something for the migraine, put my emgrain oil on my temple, my head, my chest, sprayed it on my pillow, and laid down for about three and a half hours and to knock that migraine out. And thankfully, at seven o'clock when I woke up last night, the headache was gone and there's a light ting today but not the migraine I can I can function with a headache it was self-inflicted because the day before I had 21,000 steps right so I walked twice I worked in my classroom for over half the day and it was the coolest my room got at school was 84 because the air conditioner wasn't working worked long enough to get it to 84 down to 84 So I'm guessing I just didn't drink enough fluids and our daughter was home and I stayed up late watching movies. You know, it was a self-inflicted migraine. I know that I'm prone to migraines. I know what I need to do and not to do. So don't give me any sympathy or well wishes because it was a self-inflicted. I know better, but... Let's get this day started, a little bit of music, and then we'll do our quote. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real, don't go away. (laughs) Oh, this is Lisa, and that was Rascal Flatts singing Friday, and we are up to the letter N. I think I I might have, like, doubled a day somewhere, missed a day somewhere else, but that vacation, you know, it kind of threw me. And today we're going to do the letter N, and we're doing news. And I had a great quote when my book turned. Here we go. A.J. Libeling, L-I-E-B-L-I-N-G. I'm probably butchering the last name, so I do apologize. On April 7th, 1956, in the New Yorker, so this was published in 56, said, People everywhere confuse what they read in newspapers with news. Ooh, I like it. And it was published in the New Yorker. Listen to that again. People everywhere confuse what they read in newspapers with news. And I think until you live that world, you don't quite get it. And, you know, I used to read the newspaper. and I mean, I still always read with skepticism. But you would like to think that you could read your local newspaper with a different grain of thought than you do, like a uh, tabloid, right? I don't want to name any because who knows I'm going to get in trouble, but you know that kind of you know the newspaper is supposed to be always true but it's not. It's just a fact. They publish and print and air what sells papers and what makes people turn to their stations. That is just a fact of life. 
So it, it may not always be news, it may not always be truthful, but if it gets the ratings or get a click, especially in today's society, I mean, I had a reporter tell me once, they said, you know that's not true, it was proven false in the courtroom. You just heard him prove it false. Why don't you print the truth? And he said, I don't have to. When I printed it at the time, that's what we believed. I said, well then go back in and fix it because now you know that that was proven false. I don't have to. The reporters, um, they get, depending on what agency, but some of the reporters and different news agencies, for every ad that gets clicked on their story or every time their story gets opened, that's how they get paid. So he wasn't going to fix it because he doesn't want to be the guy reporting truth, heaven forbid. So I don't know. I'm not going to get on that rant because this is supposed to be an upbeat, inspirational, motivational podcast, right? And... So all I have for you is, as you read the newspaper or watch the news, there are some out there that are so, they they just report with integrity and have great morals. And then there's others that are out there to get a headline and make a name for themselves. And, you know, think of the people uh, that you're reading about. Because the things you say and do and spread across Facebook you know, could be hurting someone else. So that's all I got. Moving on. All right. Yesterday we, my husband had the day off and we had a couple things to do and I didn't go to school. I did get a walk in. Uh, we went and did something for my birthday present, which my birthday's not till August, but my husband's a little early. <laughs> Who am I to complain? And we cut our afternoon short because I started getting a migraine. I said, oh, we're going to have to go home. And by the time we got home, if you're not familiar with a migraine, you know, my stomach was rocking and rolling. And there were, a package came while we were gone. I bent over to pick up the package, even though my husband said, leave the package, I'll get it. And I said, oh, I can do it. Yeah, I almost threw up because my head was so bad. And so I came in, put my M-Grain essential oil on, and took my prescription and just laid in the darkness of my bedroom and did fall asleep thankfully and slept till about seven and woke up and the migraine was gone so that was nice other than I lost like a three and a half hour beautiful afternoon but the headache was gone feeling better and I need to be thankful that I had the afternoon to do that because you know it could have been that I laying down wasn't an option and I would have had to push through it because it's hard but you know, you take the prescription and can barely keep your eyes open. Your stomach's rocking and rolling. But if you got to work, you got to do things. You know, those things happen. But <clears throat> this morning I woke up, got my walk in, and the migraine, I'm pretty sure, was self-inflicted because the day before I had almost 22,000 steps. I walked twice, was out in the sun. And when I wasn't out in the sun, I was in my classroom working, which with the air conditioner on, the coolest it got was 84, and then the air conditioner went out. And I did not drink as much water as I normally do and I should have really upped my water you know my own fault I know what triggers my migraines I didn't get a good night's sleep I was not hydrated you know so guess what the, they, the worlds collided and the migraine came woke up today feeling much better got a walk in already gonna head over to um where summer school is going to be held and get my room ready for Monday so it looks nice when the kiddos come in. Because I was going to go back and work today, but then I decided I have to work all day. Well, I'm ch- I chose to work today. Um, 
from 9 to 3.30 on the scheduling committee for the fall. And I'm really excited. This is something I haven't done before. And so I like trying and learning new different aspects of the school and the education. And sometimes I don't. I think I like living in my bubble sometimes. But I'm going to do that today. I am feeling good. And it is my husband's birthday. So... In case he listens to the blog later today, I think we need to sing Happy Birthday. And this is my favorite rendition of Happy Birthday, so stay tuned. Oh, that first one, I love that. It reminds me of uh, 16 Candles. It's your birthday, na, na, na. and they're in the car, you know, out in the tech shop there at the high school dance. Hello, anybody? Yeah, I'm an 80s kid. I grew up with the Brat Pack, like the Brat Pack, love the Brat Pack, so moving on. And the second one was Beatles, Happy Birthday. I'm a Beatles fan, and those are just two of my songs that I just love. They're great birthday songs, so happy birthday to my husband. And I don't know what he's going to do today. He was supposed to work, but now he's in bed, so that would mean he's not feeling well. So I'm so sorry you're sick on your birthday. That's kind of a crummy gift. I am going to school for the day. So hopefully he's not so sick that he needs like a maid. Well, I'm not a good maid anyway, so. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm doing something called the scheduling committee where they set up the schedule for the year. And it's something I've never done. And I'm interested. And I'm hoping it's fun. And I know I'll learn stuff. And I'm going to stop at summer school. Of course, that's where all my school supplies are. And... That goes until 3.30, so that's really the bulk of my day. I don't know. I should probably make my husband a cake or something, but I might just stop and get an ice cream cake. He's a diabetic, but it is his birthday, and he loves ice cream cake. So I think I might get him ice cream cake for his birthday. I don't know. I have I missed you yesterday, so I just, I'm so sorry that I didn't touch base. I was going to do it in the morning, and I said, well, I only did the podcast at like 8 o'clock the night before, so I said, I can't podcast at 7 in the morning because that's less than 12 hours. That's ludicrous. Well, I should have because you ended up not getting one. And I'm thinking about taking this podcast on the road one day just to try it. I don't know where. I haven't decided yet. Like maybe a coffee shop or I don't know. Um, Patrick's been going to the lake with We Live on a Planet and I love listening to the lake and I don't know. I'm just I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking I need to get blogging is what I need to do. Um, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, yesterday, I, you know, because I woke up at 7, my headache was gone, and rather than beating myself up because I felt like I lost, you know, hours, because I did, and I had ordered stuff from Amazon, which was the package that, you know, tossed me, like, into almost throwing up. And I got storage containers, and then I got little plastic containers with lids, and I portioned out all of the different protein and meal replacement shakes that I like. Because here's the deal, I'm lazy. I posted this on Facebook last night for the world to know. I'm lazy, okay? I have four different types of shakes. I have not tried the chocolates yet, because I don't typically tend to be like a big chocolate fan. You know, for a shake, I'd rather have the vanillas, and I have one that's a... It's like a spice, a vanilla spice, which is yummy. Almost tastes like a chai. You know, and I like to mix it with Greek yogurt and fresh fruit. So the chocolate and the fruit, 
but my husband is being healthy or, you know, taking healthier options. So I got chocolate too, but I organized, you know, I pre-portioned them out and I ordered 5.5 ounce plastic cups with lids, you know, the containers with lids. It measured out to four ounces, but I wasn't sure the four ounce cup would um, hold it, but I think it might. And I might get the four ounces because they would fit better. But anyway, that's what I did when I woke up. I portioned out all of the shakes so I can just grab one and go. And I'm pretty excited. And, and then I got the drawers, reorganized the snacks. So because my counter was looking so cluttered and I don't know, I don't like clutter as much as some people might think I do. I can't stand it. So I'm trying to get it neat and you know, looking nice. And I think it's not quite right. I still need something, but I recently had a clever container party. So I'm really hoping there's something in the clever container book that will help me organize the protein shakes and the drinks, you know, so that they are organized a little bit better on the kitchen counter. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a shake for breakfast. Just seeing it like this, I want a shake for breakfast. I'm so excited. And, yeah. I sent a picture to my daughter, and she goes, you are nuts. She goes, but I love it. It looks great, Mom. She goes, you're nuts, but I love it. Yeah, so that's what I did, and I'm feeling pretty good. And I have a coffee mug that one of the kids at school gave me, and I'm like, I don't know where to put it. I love it. I might take it to school in the fall. Yeah. So I'm trying to get healthy because that week off, I don't know, set me back like three weeks. I don't get it. it like, it's mind-boggling to me to work that hard and then go on vacation for three weeks and be behind. You know what I mean? Like, I even gained weight back and I don't know. It's just wacky to me. And I wasn't even totally terrible. I mean, really, the part that I missed was the exercise. I wasn't walking every day. And I wasn't doing, like, my squats, that kind of stuff. I mean, I had ice cream, but I have ice cream when I'm home, too, so... I don't know. Whatever. I'm, you know, getting back on, getting focused. And for the most part, the house is pretty picked up. It's not cleaned yet, but I'm organizing, and I filled a garbage bag of stuff to donate. And I'm going to do my closets again, because there's clothes in there I just haven't worn, and I have emotional attachment to my clothing. Can anybody else relate to me? Does anybody else have emotional attachment to your clothing? I need to know. Am I alone? I was, you know, talking to my dad, and the church is doing a clothing giveaway today and tomorrow, which my stuff's not going there, obviously, because I haven't done it yet, but um, I said... I really need to clean out my closet, Dad. I said, but I have emotional attachment to clothes. I have a green shirt in there. It's a little tight um, across the chest, and it buttons up, and I don't know, if you're a woman, you know how, like, the buttons bulge in certain type shirts, even though they fit. It kind of has that little bit of a bulge, so you can, like, look through, see your bra if you move just right. Well, that's what this shirt does. It looks really nice, but if I move a certain way, so I don't wear it. But I can't get rid of the shirt because my mom bought me that shirt in 2011 for my first speaking engagement. Is that not ridiculous? This green shirt, when I look at it, 
I remember my mom buying that for me with the pinstriped black pants, which I still have, in 2011, December, for me to wear for my very first speaking engagement, the very first time I shared my testimony. Yeah, I can't get rid of the shirt. The shirt doesn't really fit right. I don't wear it. But when I look at the shirt, that's what I think of. So why am I keeping this shirt? My mother would tell me to get rid of the shirt, clean out the closet. Yet there the shirt hangs. And, you know, so I had this conversation with my dad and he said, yeah, I said, and then I said, I have another shirt. I don't even like the way it feels. I wore it once and it was scratchy. It was uncomfortable and I despised it. But my mother bought it for me, so I haven't gotten rid of it. This is ridiculous. My mother's in heaven dancing and feeling good and enjoying life. And I have clothes in my closet that I never wear. One I don't like. I love the look of it. It's so sharp and beautiful. But oh, to wear it, I feel like I'm wearing a burlap bag. It looks like a million dollars, but feels like a burlap bag. And then the other one I don't wear because it doesn't fit right. But it's the memory. And he goes, your mother would tell you to get rid of them. I said, I know. So I don't know. So my task for the weekend is to clean out my closet and get rid of the clothes I never wear. And just get rid of them. I don't wear them. Get rid of them so the clothes that I do wear have room to hang without being wrinkled. Since building a bigger closet is not an option, sorting out the clothes is. And I have way too many clothes. This is just, I don't know. I should be ashamed of myself. There's people that don't have clothes and they're wearing the same clothes, you know, two times a week. And I have clothes that I can't wear because of an emotional attachment. I just need to know, do you have emotional attachment to your clothing? (laughs) Anybody else? Am I alone? If you have an emotional attachment to a piece of clothing or, you know, you can't get rid of it, will you please call in or leave a message or a comment? Because I just need to know, am I alone? (laughs) Because... I'm thinking I've lost my mind because there's probably other items in there that I know I never wear. And every time I take them out, I'm like, no, oh, if I lost 15 pounds, you know what? When I buy 15 pounds, I'll go buy new clothes because by the time I lose the 15 pounds to wear that dress, it went out of style in 1980 when I graduated anyway. And it's not an 80s collection. It's not going to come back. I mean, the 80s, they come back again and again and again because we grew up in the best era ever. That's why, oh, there's a party. Let's do 80s. Everybody picks the 80s because the 80s rocked. If I could get my bangs as big as they were in the 80s, oh my gosh, rave hairspray. All right, is anybody out there going, yeah, yeah, or Aquanet? Do you remember the original Aquanet? Not the Aquanet that they have out now. I tried this, the Aquanet they sell. This is not what we used in the 80s. Probably what we used in the 80s probably is, you know, bad for the air and probably causes, you know, cancer or something. And it was bad, so that's why they quit selling it. But it was the best hairspray because you could stick your bangs out to make those wings in your hair. You know, you took the brush, you sprayed on the Aquanet, and then you took your hair dryer to make those babies freeze like that and then you did the bangs and then you teased them out and then you hairsprayed it again I'm like oh my gosh all right is anybody all right ladies if you're listening and you have anything to do with the 80s are you feeling this are you like yes yes oh my gosh that was the day 
I mean, we had big hair. 80s is known for big hair, bright makeup, fun clothes, right? Leg warmers. Who didn't want to be Bat- Pat Benatar or Blondie? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's get physical, physical. Yeah, can you see the video? <laughs> you know, back when there was some MTV, a movie, television, video station. Yeah. And now there's YouTube. I don't know. We had the life, right? It was so much fun. This is what I'm talking about, right? Reliving those memories. and So if my clothing is not even good for an 80s party, it needs to go. So that's my, my biggest task <laughs> before school starts. I'd say this weekend, but I, before school starts, I really want to thin out my wardrobe. Because I have some great new clothes, and I can't even fit them in the closet. Because I have invested in some new clothes the last couple of years, which... I probably the last time I had new clothes was in 2011 and later when my mom would buy me a new outfit when I would speak oh you need a new outfit because you're speaking I said I don't need a new outfit every time I speak and I get one new outfit before school starts every year because in my family if you're a teacher you always get a new outfit for the first day of school with kids that's just the deal so I do get one new outfit every year definitely but this last couple years I have done some shopping and now I need to stop and, you know, I've been trying to be a little more hip. And I had a friend that gave me some clothes that when she cleaned out her closet and I'm like, I cleaned out mine, but I really need to clean deeper. And like, I have some style as my daughter says, it's nice to see you having some style. What is that? It's like, whatever. I work in an elementary school. I can go to school on my worst day and the kids say, you look beautiful, Mrs. Busky. They look so good for your self-esteem. On the flip side, if you're having a bad, really bad day and you look like one hot mess, you know, they might say, you look like a hot mess. Are you okay? And that's fun too. You know, I try not to go to school looking like a hot mess. So, you know, I'm not that bad. I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. You know, I just might be wearing clothes from the early 90s. But I try to stay kind of spiffy. I don't know emotional attachment to clothing yeah that's that's the deal that's what I need to hear from you or if you have an emotional attachment to clothing what are some ideas I was thinking about taking this green shirt and I'm like oh I could make a throw pillow well it doesn't match anything in my house so that would be ridiculous I'm like oh what else could I do with it oh I don't know (laughs) because it's a you know it's a bright green a different type of a material so it's not like I could make a doily or you know I don't know a pillow I don't know you know how they have um people make pillows like out of grandpa's and dad's button-up flannels you know after they pass away they take the shirts and they make them into pillows as memorials and then they give it to like all the grandkids you know so each of the grandkids gets one of grandpa's button-up flannels and it's now a pillow for their bed this shirt is not that kind of a deal I don't want to lay my head on it I just like to look at it and remember the first time I spoke. But do I honestly need the shirt? I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> Alright, this is Lisa Living with Lisa rambling about emotional attachment to clothing. One more song, I'll be right back, and then we're going to wrap it up. I just had to play Physical by Olivia Newton-John. I'm sorry, I just had to be done. Or Pat Benatar. Oh my gosh, I'm like having a coffee, coffee freeze. 
you know what it is. I looked at the clock and it's almost eight o'clock and I should already be out of the house. So this is why. Um, yeah, have a great day and you know what? Clean out your closet <laughs> or call me and tell me you have an emotional attachment to a piece of clothing and why. So I don't feel alone and so bizarre. I really am. It's, I don't know. I just need to know. Am I the only one? I mean, I, I have crazy stuff around the house. You know, like this little candy dish that was my mother-in-law's, and she always kept black jelly beans in it for me. Little tiny containers. She had a big bag in the cupboard, but she would only put out, or gumdrops, just for me. And when she passed away, that's what my husband brought me, was the little, you know, candy dish. And I love it. It makes me think of her, and, you know, how she always made sure she had black jelly beans and gumdrops in the house for me. But emotional attachment to this shirt, and I can't part with a shirt. I mean, at least the candy dish. I can put, I buy gumdrops and put gumdrops in it. And I buy jelly beans around Easter, the black ones. You know, and it's like having her with me. But the green shirt my mother bought me isn't like reminding other than when I see it. But I still remember her sitting there and hearing me speak for the first time. That memory, I think, should be enough. I don't know. If you have emotional attachment to your clothing, give me a call. If you're listening via anchor you can just hit the message button and call me um you leave me a message on facebook email me whatever uh living with lisa keeping it real and i'd love to hear from you all right have a great day it is friday and since i missed our faith-filled thursday i might um do it like over the weekend because i had something i wanted to share with you and i don't know it did not happen. So I'm just, I'm sorry. Can't go back, but I can move forward. And that's what we need to do. This is Lisa living with Lisa, keeping it real with an emotional attachment to clothing. What about you? (laughs) Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. Make some memories. And I look forward to hearing from you.